This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in premium quality travel gear with slim, stylish gear like the Taskin Edge professional laptop backpack for business and travel. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use promo code RNR take 30 at TaskinSF.com. Next up on the season three finale of Rick and Rick Rule the World. Cue up the fireworks and let the celebration begin. As we pop the bubbly for our season three finale. That's right. It's time to hit the Rick and Rick rewind on the sensational season that was. With a supersized edition of Loaded Questions where I actually get to ask the other Rickson. That's right. And it all starts right here, right now. On the one show that always lays it on Rick. And everybody rules the world. Hello, everybody. Welcome one and welcome all to the big season three finale of Rick and Rick Rule the World. I'm Rick Matheson, and I am joined, as always, by my good pal, Punky Brewster. I I mean, Rick Wood. How you doing, Rick? I'm good. You know, I I know we say this every year, but I can't believe it's been another year. I mean, it's it's just gone by so fast. This is the end of season three. Three years we've been doing this. Normally, at least for our first two seasons, we've run from October to October. Then 2020 happened, and uh, we're a little bit behind the curve this season. As with our first two season finales, this one is in the form of a giant-sized edition of Rick and Rick Loaded Questions. Win, lose, or draw, get ready to stroll down failing memory lane to some of the mirthful moments that have helped make Rick and Rick appointment listening within the worlds of marketing, media, tech, and pop culture just about everywhere around the world. So, Mr. Wooden, are you ready to play Loaded Questions? Yes, I am. I am ready to go. All right. So my first question to you. In Season 3, Episode 3 of Rick and Rick Rule the World, Rick Matheson introduces Rick Wooden as a the bumpy rash he likes to call the Baba Duke. <laughs> B, Kakmokoji Kohoji. C, certain to fall in the Snickers hole. Or D, a turducken-flavored Pringles dealer wanted in five states. In season three, episode three, Rick M introduces Rick W as what? I'm going to go with the turducken one. I don't know if it's right, but it sounds like fun. No, in this instance, the answer is Kakmokoji Kohoji. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Rick and Rick Rule the World. I am Rick Matheson, and I am joined, as always, by Kakmokoji Kohoji. Rick Wooten. One guess what language that is for you, Rick. I'm guessing Klingon. You are correct. Damn it. Woo! It either means my good buddy and co-host, or, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a nostril-licking cabbage farmer, but I'm not totally sure. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping for the second. So, you know, I went back through the episodes just like you, and I really enjoyed listening to a bunch of them. And and, and like you said, some of the, the earlier ones that we did uh, this season were, were, you know, kind of fun. I think I think we got a little dark as we went through the COVID experience and uh, and, and went through the different stages there. So I'm, I'm going to go back, and my first question is way at the beginning. And uh, in, in this one particular episode, you and I uh, reviewed... A, uh, an advertisement that a company had done where they were trying to showcase the freshness of their product by filming it over 34 days and, and basically molding and making the point that our food is so fresh that it will mold. Uh, which company was this? Was it Taco Bell, Safeway, Sizzler, or Burger King? Safeway. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it was, I, I know this one, but I'm the actual name of the campaign is escaping me, but it was like Whopper Gross Out or something. It was Burger King. It was called Moldy Whoppers, and you are correct. 
This is this is equal parts interesting and disgusting. The idea is that Burger King is trying to say, hey, look, we're we're doing our part to try and make the food as healthy as possible. So we're removing all preservatives. And so what they've done is they do this uh, this time lapse showing a Whopper over 34 days and oh. what happens as it grows, I guess is how Gross. you would say it nicely. Yeah, it is it is absolutely disgusting. They've got this thing slowly rotting over the course of 34 days. And in the background, they've got uh, Dina Johnson's 1959 hit, What a Difference a Day Makes. Moldy Whoppers. That was so gross. That was that was terrible. Okay. In the season three premiere of Rick and Rick Rule the World, the Ricks discuss how scientists have discovered that human brain matter grown in the lab a, has been implicated in the college admission scandal. B, has the same level of brain activity as a three-year-old child. C, has higher levels of intelligence than the House GOP. Or D, has more common sense than Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. In season three, we learn that scientists have discovered what about lab-grown brain matter? I think it was that it was more intelligent than a three-year-old. You are correct. Researchers have discovered that lab-grown brain material that they use for research, it's alive. Or at least <laughs> that this brain material is showing enough signs of neuroactivity that they're advocating that scientists no longer use this brain material for fear that these are sentient, that these brains may be experiencing this endless horror of conscious you know, existence without a body. And I think I read somewhere else that they're showing the neurological activity of a three-year-old child. These are little slivers of brain that they've grown in a, in a lab. So it totally felt like the setup for a horror movie. It is creepy. I'm curious how they would determine whether it's sentient or not. I mean, muscles have electricity that runs through it. And so I'm wondering how they're going to differentiate between what's happening in this brain tissue that they've they've created and any other type of organ. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that. I don't know. It is a very good question. This brain doesn't have eyes or ears or body to feel. It's not thinking anything, but we also don't know what, if anything, it might be experiencing. And that's super creepy. It's alive. That's right. See, now listeners, we are all about media, marketing, tech, and pop culture, but we throw in some science. That's right. So back in March, you and I came up with some predictions of, of what would go on this year. You know, the COVID thing was taken off. We were kind of thinking, uh, you know, hey, let's rub the crystal ball and see what happens. Uh, you made a prediction. You predicted that what company would rename itself IHOB? At number three for our top marketing and media predictions for March 2020, popular beach beer brand Corona, still smarting from its unfortunately timed Coming Ashore Soon campaign, considers temporarily <laughs> rebranding itself as IHOB. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I think it's going to be Corona beer that would change its name to IHOB. That is correct. Corona coming ashore soon. Very unfortunate when you're talking March 2020. All right, next question. In season three of Rick and Rick Rule the World, the Rick's review, A, Terminator Dark Fortune, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Carl the Drapery Guy, B, Terminator Dark Phoenix, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Sansa from Game of Thrones, C, Terminator Dark Fate, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Carl the Interior Decorator, or D, Terminator Dark Sith, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Emperor Palpatine's long-suffering boil lancer and bathroom attendant. The Rick's reviewed which of these movies in season three? It was C, Terminator Dark Fate, and that that was that was great. 
So also according to IMDb, O.J. Simpson was considered for the Terminator, but the producers feared that he was, quote, too nice to be taken seriously as a cold-blooded killer, unquote. (laughs) Are you serious? I am absolutely serious. All right. So this is from an April episode, and uh, in that in that particular show, we talked about uh, the hobbies that we were picking up during COVID. Uh, and so my question to you is, what unorthodox hobby did I start practicing during lockdown? Was it underwater basket weaving? Was it Civil War reenactments? Was it flowing my own hair? Was it palm reading? Or was it tabletop magic? Oh, for Pete's sake, I'm really hoping it's tabletop magic, but for whatever reason, I only remember us talking about your Floby. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So starting starting way back in whatever it was, March or April, I started trying to Floby my own hair. Fortunately, I was able to uh, to you know find a, a barber that would cut it. Uh, so it was short lived. But uh, but you know, do you know who else? Very, very popular. Uh, I think he was uh, nominated as one, or not actually nominated, but I think he was one of the sexiest men alive. Do you know who else Flobies is there? George Clooney. Apparently, <laughs> he, he has been Flobying his hair for like 20 or 30 years. Like, he, he's like an active Flobier. Wow. So not just That's a COVID seriously thing. all in. He, he's all in. So you're saying George Clooney Flobies his hair. That's his haircut. The sexiest man on earth. I told you at the time when you mentioned it, I couldn't remember if that was the thing where it was like putting a bowl on your head and spinning it and cutting around. I I couldn't remember what the floppy was. (laughs) Exactly right. That's exactly right. That was so funny. Jeez. How, How does it work? Uh, it, it's uh, it, it attaches to your vacuum cleaner, and what it is, is <laughs> it has these reciprocating blades, so it sucks your hair up into the tube and then chops it off at a certain length. Wow! And they let this near children? <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, I, I won't. Jeez. I won't pretend that it was super safe, but you know, it was what it was. All right. Next question: Which of the following does not describe any of the topics featured in any of our episodes. No, I'm just kidding. Which of the following does not describe any of the topics featured in the number one most popular episode of Rick and Rick season three? A, Whopper gross out, Burger King goes for the mold, but it might make you hurl. B, finger licking WTF, KFC rolls out chicken-free vegan nuggets. C, sex education, Jillian Anderson uses ASMR to trigger brain orgasms. Or D, what fMRI brain scans tell us about true shopping influencers. Which of these is not a description of a segment in the number one most popular season three episode of Rick and Rick? Oh man, I I think we talked about all those. So uh, I'm going to guess A. No. So answer here is D. So what fMRI brain scans tell us about true shopping influencers was not one of the topics covered in that particular episode. Covered it in another one. Between focus group interviews and neuromarketing technologies like fMRI, fMRI scans were much more predictive of a purchase from the consumer. The least predictive was focus group input. In fact, in this one case study, they showed a Cheetos commercial where Chester Cheetos plays a prank on someone in the spot and every person in the focus group said they hated it. The brain scans of those same people showed they loved it. (laughs) They were opining that the person 
person just didn't want to admit it because the prank was kind of mischievous. And so they must have felt uncomfortable saying, I like it, but their brain showed something completely different. Fascinating stuff. And uh, I encourage people to uh, go find that episode. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. All right. Now, I'm pretty sure you're going to get this one. So um, we were doing an episode talking about a, uh, a show that we were both watching and uh, we were very impressed by something, which was uh, which which show, which production brought in a whole bunch of fans to help them film a scene. Okay, I know the show. I can't remember the name of it. It's the Squadron. It was extras for the Mandalorian. They were. I don't think. I don't think they were stormtroopers. Yeah, they were stormtroopers, weren't they? Yeah, that's exactly it. Some fun news from the Mandalorian season finale on Disney Plus. Creator John Favreau brought in the 501st Legion as Stormtrooper extras for the show's season finale. I saw it in Cinema Blend, but apparently the 501st Legion is a large volunteer organization comprised of and run by Star Wars fans who are like serious cosplay enthusiasts. These fans are, I guess, dedicated to producing detailed and accurate recreations of iconic Star Wars costumes in general but Stormtrooper outfits specifically. One thing that was cool is they didn't tell the group what they were going to be filming. So it was a total surprise to all these fans that it was the Mandalorian and they got to hang out with the stars on the set. So I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty funny because, you know, as they they were kind of uh, putting together this final scene of the show, I think they had originally had like 30, uh, 30 Stormtroopers spec'd out for it. And then, you know, the more and more they got into it, they're like, you know what, we need a lot more, but we don't have the we don't have the costumes, we don't have the whatever. And so they, they called the, the 501st Legion and invited them to come and uh, participate in this and so it's 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 amazing so you know obviously that tells you that these cosplayers have you know basically film level you know uh, replicated stormtrooper outfits and what a smart move from the producers i mean hey we need x number of stormtroopers they get people who know what they're doing and they bring their own costumes that's a truckload of money right there they can probably pay for another baby yoda puppet with that All right, next question. During our big Super Bowl 2020 episode, the Ricks find themselves utterly perplexed by which of the following Super Bowl commercials? A, Cheetos Popcorn, Can't Touch This. B, Quibi Bank Heist. C, the unfortunately timed Coming Ashore Soon commercial from Corona Hard Seltzer. Or D, Babu Frick on a Stick, barbecue-flavored chicken jerky. (laughs) The Ricks were most perplexed by which Super Bowl 2020 commercial for which of these brands? I'm going to go with Quibi. You are correct. The most WTF Super Bowl commercial this year is which of the following? And really, there's no wrong answer. Pop-Tarts Pretzel, Little Caesars, Best Things Since Sliced Bread, Avocados from Mexico Shopping Network, Quibi, whatever the hell that was, Audi e-tron with Maisie Williams, that's Arya Stark, Stark from Game of Thrones, singing Let It Go from Frozen to promote the new Audi e-tron electric crossover vehicle, or Alexa Life Before Alexa. Which of these is the most what the F for you? I, I'm, I'm going to have to say it was Quibi. Uh, mostly because when I walked away from the commercial, I still didn't have any idea what the hell it was. Uh, I, I had to go online to figure out what it was. And even then, I'm still a little perplexed. Like this idea of 10 minute episodes of shows or something like yes, that. It's, yeah. it, it's, uh, it's very bizarre. And I don't think the commercial worked at all for me. No, no. That commercial, I would have just completely ignored it if I was just a regular consumer watching, watching the show. Didn't know what yeah. it was doing or why it would care. Now, if you are not familiar, folks, with Quibi, it's a snack-sized video streaming app that spent millions to communicate its value proposition so well during the last Super Bowl, it didn't live long enough to see the next one. (laughs) 
let's listen in on some memorable moments from season three of Rick and Rick Rule the World. This is Rick Matheson, and I am joined, as always, by mein guter Kumpel. <laughs> Netflix posted kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek challenge to uh, other folks to say, what's something that you can say during sex, but also when you manage a brand Twitter account? And number five, Billie Eilish, the Grammy-winning artist behind downer fest hits like Six Feet Under, Bury a Friend, and All the Good Girls Go to Hell, joins Pharrell Williams to sing Happy in a new promotion for CBS Comedy Mondays. <laughs> Pringles did one, which is, once you pop, the fun don't stop. (laughs) (laughs) They have this new semi-erotic video with Jillian Anderson. So she does ASMR to promote the show, inviting us to have a brain orgasm. Except that they've done something that I've never seen anybody successfully do before, which is the cookies are crunchy. They stay crunchy, even though they've got soft ice cream in between them. I don't know how they did it, but they are miracle workers, and and you have to go get some of these. They are absolutely delicious. Last but not least, (laughs) number three of our top three also-ran toys is the Tinker Tesla Cybertruck Design Studio. Kids (laughs) four and up smoke pot while designing $40,000 vanity trucks. (laughs) comes complete with cast iron sledgehammer and ballistic steel shot put so kids can botch their very own product rollout. Well, yeah, here here was one from Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. Their response was, can take anywhere between seven and ten minutes. (laughs) One guess what language that is for you, Rick. I'm guessing Klingon. You are correct. Damn it. Woo! It either means my good buddy and co-host or, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a nostril-licking cabbage farmer. But I'm not totally sure. (laughs) I, I am blown away at how crunchy and delight, delicious these cookies are uh, on the outside. And to me, it seems like they should be a little soggy after being stuck in a wrapper with some ice cream for however long they're in there. <laughs> Number four on our top five commercials that you most definitely did not see during Super Bowl 2020. It's a commercial for job site monster.com featuring Joaquin Phoenix as the psychotic clown prince of crime, complete with his crazy hair and nutty face makeup, who oh, can't no. stop whining about having to start to look for a new career when he realizes just how disgusted America is at him and his corrupt co-conspirators in the Senate. (laughs) (laughs) There's no chocolate around the outside because, you know, most of, I think every other one I've ever seen from them is like a flavored ice cream with two cookies on either side. Then the whole thing is dipped in chocolate. This is no chocolate. And they put the, the two cookies on the outside. And somehow, it's kind of like, if you remember when Deuce de Leche came out, everybody's like, how is the caramel in the ice cream so soft? This does not make sense to me. Grasp firmly under life's opportunities. When When you take one right out of the freezer and you unwrap it, the ice cream is soft. It's not hard. But yet the cookie is still crisp. And, you know, the nerd in me wants to understand how that works. And yeah. I, I want to master this and buy as many of these as I can and eat them often. HGTV has, does the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> Bud Light had, check out our new cans. Lexus had, make it a December to remember. <laughs> And if you remember last year, they had a full Thanksgiving dinner. So you can right. get, you know, cranberries, mashed potatoes, turkey, all Pringles. And they tasted like that. Well, this year they decided to hold my beer. I got this. <laughs> and so they made a turducken Pringles. 
<laughs> it's just so wrong. Which is, you know, it's a duck stuffed inside a chicken stuffed inside of a turkey. And so they have decided to make a Pringles out of it that tastes like that. I'm not sure how that tastes. I, I What do you think? I'm holding out for the impossible turkey Pringles. <laughs> That's awesome. Slow down, pull back. And appreciate your surroundings. That's, that's a little German for you there, Rick. It either means my good buddy or my stomach is full of Bavarian creamed spaghetti, but I'm not totally sure. Ben and Jerry's has, do you want to take a lick? Yes. Tune in next time for part two of the season three finale of Rick and Rick Rule the World.